You get you can take our health care. Just give me give me a cheap video game. Welcome to the Geekscape Games podcast on the Geekscape.network, I think. Uh, I'm Michaela, representing, subbing in for Shane tonight. Uh, this is episode 147. I can't get the hurdy gurdy song out of my head. Uh, beside me is Derek. Hi. And then somewhere out there in the universe is Josh. Hello. And Courtney. Hi. Hi. How's everyone doing tonight? Good. I'm full. You're full. Full yeah. of barbecue. Yeah. So jealous. Tell us about it. <laughs> I had barbecue. <laughs> like that you barbecued yourself or you like went and bought barbecue from a guy or like a restaurant? What was the occasion What's the of situation? barbecue? Yeah. Um, t- yeah. Well, it's been like two weeks since our actual anniversary, but we didn't get to celebrate it until today. So. We went yeah. to this place across the street from the Warner Brothers studio where they filmed a lot of La La Land and a bunch of other movies. So we went over there to check it out. And yeah, we ate way that too much. That cool. We we're like, we're never coming back here again. So let's just get everything on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Good strategy. So yeah. So I got, what did I end up with? Ribs, chicken, steak. Holy shit. Uh, beans, baked potato, potatoes au gratin. Garlic bread, oh. mashed potatoes. And then you went to Panda pie. Express yeah. for dessert. Yeah. I was going to go to Wiener Schnitzel, but I had to make it in time for the podcast. So. But yeah, good. it was fun. It was good. And did you end up with a million leftovers to bring home for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> only if I only if I can't keep it down. Oh, <laughs> you actually managed to eat that much food. That's impressive. That's America. And then, I had to walk, and then I had to walk back for an hour to get to the train station to go home. Jesus. <laughs> Burn it all off. Yeah. Or much. a modern amount of it. What anniversary is this for you guys? Oh. Now you're going to get year in trouble. Is this? Oh. <laughs> it's 2018. 15, like ish. 15 years since we've been together and nine years since we've been married. Jesus so. Christ. Jesus. Yeah. So. Damn. That is was, some commitment. I, e- I, don't, I don't even think I was legally allowed to get married when we got together. So. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the secret? Um, Be stubborn. <laughs> Be, be too I stubborn to quit. Oh, okay. I understand. <laughs> uh, so I think at this point, we talk about games that we've been playing. So Josh, you're on a roll. Why don't you take it away? I haven't played shit. Well, actually, that's not true. Um, aside from the same usual boring things that I play every week because I'm so obsessed with my daily rewards lately, uh, <laughs> I, pick, I picked up Fire Emblem Shadow of Valentia again, which... I haven't played it in like six months because I suck at these games anyway. I think I've said this before on the show, but Fire Emblem replaced Zelda as like the franchise where I own every game but never finished any of them because I eventually <laughs> I beat Breath of the Wild and uh, Link Between Worlds on with Zelda, so that kind of didn't apply anymore. But with Fire Emblem, it's more just because I suck at strategy games, like really, really bad. And so, like back when well, Fire, Fire Emblem's em- typically notoriously hard as well, right? Yeah, but the newer ones are made easier because they're trying to appeal to more people and I still suck at them. But <laughs> this, this one, I, it 
it's like it branches off into two different paths. Forgive me if I've explained any of this before. It's been forever since I talked about it, but it branches off into two different paths that you could kind of play at your leisure up until a certain point where you where both sides have to get to a certain goal. So I really struggled to finish um, one half of it, Celica's side. And so when I went to the other protagonist after I finished her end of the deal, I like got completely massacred on my first attempt at the next one. I was so frustrated and demoralized that I didn't play it again for six months. And I decided to pick it back up a few days ago. And for whatever reason, now I'm just blowing through it. <laughs> so like within like three hours, I ended up beating his whole scenario and now I'm on the second to last chapter. So I might be finishing my first Fire Emblem game soon. Jeez. Unless, unless you count uh, Tokyo Mirage or the mobile game, which I kind of don't count because one's not really Fire there's Emblem. No, there's no other finish one. to that. You can't finish the mobile game. I mean, <laughs> there was an ending, but then they expanded it eventually as they release more characters. So I guess you're right. It's like you finish I, it. You finish it until they add more stuff. Uh, I feel like so you said you're coming back to it now. You're rushing through it. I feel like that's something I've experienced a bunch of times where it's like you will play a piece of a game over and over and over and it's so hard and then you finally like quit and then you come back to it like weeks or months later and you beat it on like the first or second try and you're like, what the hell? Like, yes. like does it know that you, like we're like, we're just going to give him this one? Like, otherwise he's never going to play this game again for real? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, how does that work and why does that always happen? It's weird. Yeah, I think it's just sometimes you just need a break. But also, I even though the mobile version is such a simplified version of the game, I really do think that it helped me kind of understand and absorb some of the strategies that carry over to the main game so after that much time's passed i kind of knew how to approach it better and even then though if this was old fire emblem i would still be struggling because um for anyone who doesn't know like one of fire emblem's notorious mechanics is that if one of your characters dies they're like permanently dead and there's like a real danger of having so few characters that is towards the end of the game that you can't beat it and you have to restart it all um that would be the effing worst. Yeah. So like with this, with the newest games on 3DS, they give you an option to where you could just make it where no matter how many characters die at the end, they all come back after every chapter, oh, okay. uh, which I, I turned that on because another thing the Fire Emblem is notorious for is just being really shitty with RNG. So like this has happened to me before on some of the older Fire Emblems where I'll get a perfect, I'll get like a perfect uh, run on a map and no one will die. And there'll only be one enemy left on the field, and then I'll go to attack them, and then all my attacks miss, and then when they counterattack, they get a critical hit and kill my guy in one shot. Which, if you don't want to lose any units, then that wastes that wastes the entire map just off of something that was outside of your control. So I have I have the mode where you get your characters back turned on just for scenarios like that because that's kind of bullshit. But <laughs> if any of my characters die, I'll still restart it unless it's a scenario like that. But one thing that they actually did with this Fire Emblem that's not in any other one is they give you a limited amount of time to just rewind the game or rewind the map oh, so that if you if you fuck up or you get bad luck or whatever, you can rewind as many turns as you want and just redo it up to a certain point. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, like purists say that it makes the game cheap or whatever, but I feel like it just makes it more or less of a chore to play because there's nothing more frustrating than... <laughs> like doing perfect on a map and just because they decided to reward the computer with a critical hit now all your you either lose a character permanently for the rest of the game which also kind of affects the story because every character has their own little side stories but if mm. any one of them's dead then every character involved in that side story is just locked out of the story for the rest of the game jeez that's yeah. brutal yeah so not having to deal with that i think is a big plus um yeah. 
So yeah, I'm really enjoying it and I'm hoping to finish it sometime soon. Hopefully by next week, I'll be able to talk more about the end game, but we'll see. We'll see if my string of luck keeps going <laughs> or if I get impossibly stuck again and I wait another six months to play. <laughs> I feel like having that mode though makes it so that you're going to actually play the game. Like instead of being like, fuck it, I'm out, you're actually going to continue playing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that would deter a lot of people. Yeah, and I think it did deter a lot of people, which, um, well, people, like Fire Emblem, I don't don't know if you guys are aware of this story either, but Nintendo was pretty much ready to pull the plug on the franchise because it wasn't really selling well anymore. Mm. And the first one that came out on 3DS, they essentially just told the developers, if this one doesn't meet a certain goal, that we're not making any more Fire Emblem games. And then they did two things to it. They added that mode where the characters don't die permanently. And then they added like a whole waifu simulator (laughs) aspect to the game (laughs) where you could make different units on your character um, roster, like date each other. And at a certain sounds like a winner. Yeah. And at a certain point in the game, it has like a time skip where it jumps into the future. And then it was like they would have kids and their kids have like stats that are mixed in with the two parents. So it like had this whole aspect. It was almost like Pokemon breeding, except you're breeding people. So it's like you could try to make these like super units towards the end of like for the second half of the game by pairing up the right characters and giving that them certain great. abilities. So yeah, so those two aspects people attribute it to that game being really successful. It was like it was the most I think it was the highest selling game in franchise history by like a huge margin. And now it's considered one of Nintendo's like top five franchises. So it went from like being on the cusp of being completely canceled to like being one of their most lucrative properties in the span of like one game pretty much that's pretty crazy yeah and i think i think like you said making it so that you're not brutally punished for something that oftentimes isn't even in your control yeah played a big part in that and for all the purists you still have the option of just putting the game on classic mode where it stays that way so like everybody gets what they want i think well and i think like i don't know anything about fire emblem but I do remember from our amiibo collecting days that all of the characters were really cool looking. So like every time I was like, oh, I really like this one, it would end up being from from Fire Emblem. Yeah. You say amiibo collecting so. days like they're over. <laughs> I just got this I just got this giant detective Pikachu today. And it's I saw a picture of that. It looks freaking huge. Yeah, I was like, I knew that it was bigger than normal amiibo. I just didn't realize it was this big. <laughs> Why is it so big? Because they want an excuse to sell you another Pikachu. They have to keep it. They have to keep it interesting. Plus, I think it was like five dollars more expensive. <laughs> is so, is the actual amiibo any different, or is it just like a standard Pikachu for everything? No. Oh, as far as in the game, I think it's a. St- I think that it does something special in Detective Pikachu, but in everything else, it's just a Pikachu. Okay. But yeah, makes sense. Other than that, it's just a giant amiibo. So do you have all of the Amiibos then? Did you stay on that train like full out? I have all of them except for the QB Amiibo, which was only in Japan. Wow, that's and, impressive. And that, and I'll have that one soon, hopefully. I, when we were, when <laughs> He's we visited, going to Japan just to get it. No, when we went to Japan, it was you sold out everywhere. You were just in Japan. Oh no, that would be so disappointing. Yeah, I think it, I don't, I think either it was just a very limited run or it was only bundled with a game, like with the actual game that it went with. So when I was going around trying to find an individual one, everyone was like looking at me like if I was two years late. <laughs> but yeah, classic amiibo hunting, pretty much. But I mean, they're like on Amazon for like forty bucks, so which is That's really which is expensive for an individual amiibo. But 
if it's something like that where you're not going to find it any other way, then whatever. Especially when you compare it to the Monster Hunter World Amiibo that came out, and those are also only in Japan. Those they have for, mo- like are they actual are they actual Amiibo? Yeah, they're like, monster for Monster Hunter World. No, wait, did I say Monster Hunter World? I'm sorry, I meant Monster Hunter Stories. Okay, all right. Yeah, that art that turn based RPG that came out on the 3DS last year. Oh, uh, okay. That's the one too, where if you tap them into Animal Crossing, you'll get like Monster Hunter themed um, visitors and Monster Hunter themed um, furniture and stuff. I think. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, sadly, I'm still on the Amiibo hunt, and I got sc- I got screwed out of that stupid uh, Dark Souls one that's coming out. So I might be off the, I might have a blemish on my record if I can't figure out how to get that thing. How did you How did you get screwed out of it? Because they announced it on the Nintendo Direct, and within an hour, it was up for pre order online for GameStop's website, and it was announced as a GameStop exclusive. And I had it in my shopping cart, but I really hate shopping through GameStop online because they charge you like fifteen dollars shipping on everything. Jesus. And every other time I could just walk into the store and pre-order it. So I had to go to work, but I went into the very next morning, like as soon as they open and they're like, oh, they already closed in-store pre-orders. I'm like, what are you talking about? They already closed <laughs> in-store pre-orders. It's been like eight hours since they announced it. So it g- definitely gave me like PTSD from like the good old days of Amiibo hunting where every store got only five of everything. And, uh, and then you had to like beat people up in the parking lot to get them otherwise. Yeah, I still miss like... I don't know. I it's been a while since I bought one. Like I don't remember the last time I bought one. Um, it might have been. I don't know if I've really been to, into them since I've moved to Vancouver. Just because it got to the point where, like in in the old city that I lived in, they were possible. You know, it was possible to go and get one. And I mean, I had to get in line at three a.m. and send Michaela to a different store to get in line at three a.m. But <laughs> uh, but you know, then I would get the one that the city got. Um, but yeah, it just became, it just felt so much more complicated. And then they started spreading the line out so much. And it was to the point where it was like, I I wasn't buying them because I cared about them. It was just, I won't, was buying them because I wanted to have them all. Which I mean, like Pokemon taught me that when I was like six. So like, yeah. no shit, I was going to get it. No, no they, shit, I was going to be acting like that. But. This has been, this has been the long con. They were planning this back in 1996 and they wanted to get everyone conditioned with Pokemon. <laughs> and then they had their little doomsday clock at Nintendo headquarters and they're like it's time <laughs> unleash the amiibo but only five of them <laughs> five per continent <laughs> I bet you Reggie's the guy selling them all on eBay I bet you it's like just all the Nintendo's executives are the ones who are scalping them. Shades Shades was a Nintendo operative I once spent $80 on an amiibo Jesus for Derek Christ. for his birthday which one was that yeah I can't even remember. I think it started with a D maybe and was in that picture that Derek took when he got his first one that was a Mario. It started with a D. Are you sure it wasn't Marth? Could have been Marth. I think Marth Sounds was the one that was like really Darth, hard to get. Yeah, because so. yeah, that, that picture was from like the first day that they came out. So there was Wii Fit Trainer, which I had. And was it Marth? There was Marth. With what the, was the other really Marth rare the one? In, Villager. And Villager. From okay. Animal Crossing. You got me both of those for my birthday. Yeah, but I think they were like 80 bucks each. Yeah. No, that's crazy. It was a tough time. I yeah. remember arguing yeah. with one of my friends who works at Nintendo, too. I was like, how is Nintendo so short-sighted that they had Villager be one of the ones that they barely made any of when Animal Crossing is one of their biggest franchises? And he was like, he's like, you, you just don't understand. There's like, there's statistics and surveys and stuff. And there's a reason why these weren't, these weren't, uh, mass produce or whatever and then like <laughs> we didn't we didn't think we were gonna sell any of them and then like a year later they have a whole animal crossing line of like every fucking villager you could think of <laughs> and like 300 cards yeah are they still doing the cards no are they still like they, are they, they're not they they're did done? the they did 
I think the most recent cards they did were the Mario Sports ones. Okay. Which was like I think June of last year. Okay. So I'm like I'm sure there'll be more, but they're done at this point, I guess. Yeah. And well the yeah. amiibo releases in general have been so few and They've far been between much more, that I'm feeling yeah. like they might just be kind well, of winding down. I mean Skylanders is pretty much out of the market and Disney and Lego have both been out of it, so yeah, it might that's true. it might pretty much be on its way out. I feel like I feel like Amiibo will go for a, as long as they have new characters to pedal, which will probably be yep. for a very long time. And now that you have they, more third parties getting involved, like we're getting a whole Shovel Knight three pack coming out soon, and right. we have well, and the, aren't they uh, Dark out Souls. With, like, well, aren't they coming out with like a new Smash Brothers or something? Oh God, so that'll would, be a good opportunity. Yeah, I was going to gonna say, I wonder I if we'll would, see a resurgence when the new Smash comes out. Because isn't this how it all started? It is, yeah. yeah. And I was, I was telling Megan, I was like, so what are we going to do if they come out with new versions of every character in Smash on top of all the new characters that are going to be in it? Are we going to buy? Are we still going to buy them all? I don't even want to think you about are. it. I know. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm sure it is. Gonna have to start. We're gonna have to start pawning our Skylanders to make space for the amiibo. Uh, anyways, so back to games. Is that all of your games, Josh? Yeah, outside of the usual Battlefront. Oh yeah, I don't know if I said this last week, but the new progression system went up. That uh, I think I was just talking about the progression system last week, but it's actually up now. It fucking sucks. I hate it. It's terrible. You hate it. Yeah, really. Because the characters take a really, really long time to level up, and every time they do level up they get like one skill point and everything costs like three skill points. Whereas before at the very least, when it was all locked behind loot boxes, it was pretty likely that you'd get a lot of duplicates, which would give you money that you could go out of your way to, to use and just buy the cards with. And you could buy whichever ones you want and they all cost the same amount. And mm. the, now the way it's done is it's locked behind skill points. So you need to grind out playing the same class over and over again to get enough skill points to buy the cards you want. Plus, certain cards are locked behind a certain level. So, like, for example, I'm pretty sure it was level 25 is, like, the cap where you have to be at level 25 to be able to have access to all the cards for that class. And it takes a really, really, really long time to level up in this game, even before the update. But before the update, leveling up didn't do anything but give you a little bit of extra money. Now that it's tied to actual progression, it's, like, such a grind to get anything done. So it's, like, it's weird. Like, the concept is great on paper, but the execution's awful. It makes it, like I wish I could just fucking pay money to, to unlock yeah, this yeah, shit. Right? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you know I wish I could just I wish I could just throw my credit card at EA and get my cards right away. Except now they don't even give you the option to do that because all the in-game currency as of right now is completely useless. Like okay. you can't spend it on anything right now. They said they're gonna, like I said last week, they said they're gonna add like cosmetic loot crates that you'll be able to spend them on, but I don't think those are supposed to come up until like April. So for the next month, you're just gonna have a bunch of in-game currency that's completely useless. So it's Are all these changes because of the like loot box drama? Yeah, or no. It boiled down to people figured that the game was like a pay to win scheme because you unlocked perks by opening loot boxes and while you had the opportunity to get good ones for free, it was like if you spent real money, you could buy the ones that you wanted immediately and it gave mm-hmm. players like distinct advantages. So the idea behind this was removing the monetary factor out of it altogether and just tie it to leveling up your characters based off of how much you play. But like the problem now is that it takes so long to level up that it doesn't even feel like you're being rewarded for playing at all. It just feels like it feels like you're just kind of like forcing yourself to grind out experience just for rewards that you could have potentially got instantly if you're luck, even if you didn't spend any, like I never spent any extra money on the game and I had a pretty good collection of cards just because 
I got enough free loot boxes to where I had a pretty decent collection. And on top of that, any now I'm kind of mad at myself because I had a bunch of in-game currency that I never spent. And I pretty much had enough, I think, to buy every card for every class, but I was just saving oh, my money for whatever reason. And now it's all locked behind this level system, which is literally going to take... At the rate that it's going, if I wanted to get every card for every class at this point, it would probably be a good another like 15, 20 hours of just grinding just to be able to have the ability to purchase all the cards. And then that's aside from actually having enough skill points to buy them all with. So it's like, again, it's like... That sounds not very appealing. Yeah, it's great in concept that they're trying to remove the pay-to-win aspect of it, but it's horrible execution. And people have been complaining that leveling up is way too slow before when all that was at stake was currency, but I feel like they're going to have to make some kind of change now because... Not only does not only is it such a drag, but it, anyone who already had those cards unlocked before the update still kept them. So now anyone who did pay for those cards before <laughs> they have, have an even bigger advantage. Have a bigger advantage because it's going to take so much longer to catch up to them. <laughs> so it's like again, it's like good intentions, terrible execution. It's not fun. Oh, and then Overwatch yeah. had the new character, but I never played as her, and she's very frustrating to fight as Diva. I gotta play her. She's hella fun to play. Yeah, I don't like her already because she makes it hard to win. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get to play her because, like, she just came, like I played Wednesday, I think, uh-huh. after my eval, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I'll just play some quick play." I was remapping my keys because I keep accidentally ulting when my <laughs> fingers get tired, uh-huh. so I tried remapping my Q, and I was like, "Oh, I'll play my Zen." Someone snapped up Zen, and no one had taken Brigitte, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll try her." And Is that I didn't the remember new one. What- yeah, she's Torbjorn's daughter, and like she looks a lot like Reinhardt. She's got a shield that she puts up, and she's got like a, a what is that? It's like a mace, but it also extends, so it can be like a melee weapon, but it also can do a ranged attack. Yeah, and it stuns them too out of their special abilities, right? Yeah, and that sounds good. It's lots of fun to play. I'm going to be real honest, and she's got a healing ability that I haven't quite figured out yet. Um, cause I didn't like look up to see what any of her shit did. I just kind of like picked her and played her because I was surprised she was open. Um, but I spent like half the game wandering around smashing as her until our Zen, who was real bad, switched. <laughs> like I'm a pretty decent Zen. I don't know. Like if I think you're doing bad as a Zen, I feel like that says something cause I'm generally bad at video games. Um, <laughs> But then, like, oh, so this guy switched off, and then he was pissed off because I picked up Zen, and I, I, he was like, switch with me. And I was like, no, fuck off. I have my ult. I'm waiting to use it. But you guys kind of have to, like, I don't know, not let me die because I can't move very fast. So it was it was a rough game. <laughs> but Brigitte's fun. Michaela's still mad at me because I traded in her copy oh. of Overwatch. Oh, my gosh. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> you I never stopped thinking about that. I was talking about if I had ever had the opportunity to play. I told you I'd buy you it's a new on one. It's been on sale a couple times. And I'm, I'm sure it'll come on sale for, like, I'm sure it'll be on sale again in, like, the next month or so. Yeah. Over here, it was $30 just, like, two yeah. weeks ago. Damn America and their yeah, cheap video America games. And, and our video games. But you guys have health care, so... You get you can take our health care. Just give me okay. give me cheap video games. I, I would I would like to keep the health care. <laughs> I get a vote in this. I would like to keep the health care. I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't need so much health care if I didn't have to stress about the cost of video games all the time. Yeah, if you didn't have to camp out at three a.m. for God. amiibos, right? <laughs> I could actually get a good night's sleep. Nintendo once in should a while. fund the, Nintendo should fund health care. <laughs> uh, they can't even fund no. their online service. Nintendo Nintendo, Nintendo care. care. I would sign up. <laughs> 
what else have you been playing, Courtney? Oh my gosh, I was just gonna Aww. say that. Wow. Um, I picked up a mobile game that <laughs> has actually held my attention. It's called Hello Kitty Friends, and that sounds wonderful. It's adorable. Uh, it's everything five-year-old Courtney loves. Um, because I like when I was a little kid, we had a Sanrio store in our mall. And, like, that was my favorite place to go, and I wanted to buy everything Hello Kitty, and I couldn't have everything Hello Kitty. It was really sad. But, like, every once in a while, my mom would, like, let us splurge. We could get, like, one small thing. It was, like, the highlight of my my tiny childhood, and then the store closed down. Um, (laughs) But the game's pretty fun. It's, like, one of those um, matching games. So, like, you have to match two of the characters together at minimum and if you can match bigger ones you could unlock like little rockets that'll take out a whole line or uh bombs and stars and stuff and uh so each level has different little achievements you have to get like you have to you have to pop so many hello kitty heads or um sometimes they have like little blocks you have to do so it's it's something i've been playing before i go to like to fall asleep because it's just hard enough that it's not so hard or like so easy that I like get bored and start looking at other things but not so hard that I get frustrated and give up so it's a it's fun it's a fun time time waster um that sounds good it sounds yeah. like a solid phone game like that's yeah. what a phone game is supposed to do did you uh speaking of phone games did you put any more did you give uh, the sims mobile another shot at all uh, just because Michaela would love to talk to you about it I'm sure <laughs> Wait, another shot. Does that mean you gave it a shot at some point? I tried. Yeah, I I downloaded it like as we were talking. Okay, (laughs) yeah. And I started playing it, but um, my phone's having some weird issues with some apps not accepting taps, and it got really frustrating, so I quit playing it. I've had the same problem with my Google Play app. Like, I can't add certain – I can't do certain things because it doesn't register that I'm tapping on whatever's going on. Um, And so – I don't know what that's about, um, but I'm trying to, like, mess with it and see if it's something with my phone or – because, like, other things work just fine. That's super And weird. sometimes the app works. Yeah. It's – well, especially with Google Play, it's pissed me off because I was trying to make, like, music playlists and I can't add songs to playlists at all now. Well, and isn't so, your phone, like, pretty new still? Shouldn't it be working yeah. well? Yeah. And everything else works fine. It's just like something with the phone and the app not talking properly. So um, I got frustrated. I think I need to uninstall and reinstall the game and try again. Um, oh, but I realized something funny this week. So when you when you play on Google Play, they have that Google game. They give you like a username that, and you rack up Google Point. I don't know what they're for, but it shows like a name and it gives you a level, kind of like achievements to keep you playing, I guess. And I just realized that my name on there is called Luscious Coder, which made me laugh. And my pi- but my picture is a picture of like this really tough looking Viking guy with a huge ass beard. So like every time I log in to play my Hello Kitty Friends game, up at the top it says "Hello Luscious Coder," and it's got the fucking Viking. <laughs> so, so I feel it's like just that's like a an, pretty badass name. It's just though. the cover image for every free to play app, basically well, every free to play game, which is like a yelling man of some well, sort. It's, he's not yelling. It's like uh, no, it's like so Google Play, Google Games, Play Games is what it's called. I never, I never use this app ever. But yeah, it's my, it's called my character's name is Luscious Coder apparently, and it's this Luscious what? Luscious Coder. Oh, I thought you said Cooter. Oh, that'd be funnier. Uh, and I've got this fucking little this little Viking dude 
I'll I'll share a picture because it's that funny to me. I don't know. It made me laugh when I realized it today. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, I'm not at home right now, so I don't have my computer and I don't have my PS4. Um, I tried playing some on my PS4 this week, but my hands are really sore from all the bad weather we've been having. And I can't play on my console, which pisses me off. So I don't know. Maybe a Switch would be better. Maybe I should take my PS4 and turn it in and get a Switch. I don't know. Why would, it, why would a Switch be better? Just like holding your hands in a uh, different way? The controllers are smaller. So I don't – like it's easier for me to hold oh, okay. for one. And then there's none of that stupid – like I don't have – they're easier for me to manipulate the, the joysticks. So the joysticks don't have that um, – on the PS4, they've got the thing where sometimes you have to push down to do stuff. And you press and hold it down. I can't do oh, yeah. that for long periods of time slash at all. So <laughs> uh, until I either figure out a solution for that or whatever, then I, I haven't been playing like anything. Like playing Destiny is awful because you do that all the time. And the same thing in Monster Hunter. I was doing that a lot. I'm like, I can't do this. It doesn't work out. You should uh, you should look into an Xbox and the Xbox Elite controller because you can remap everything. And even like you can like change some of the buttons out for like other shapes of buttons cool. and stuff like that. It but looks then pretty I have to intense. Switch. But you can also like remap everything so like just to make it as comfortable or as efficient for your gaming style yeah. as you like, basically. Well when I bought the PS4, I got really excited about it and bought like a whole year's worth of PS plus so I could play online with someone because they were like play all the online games with me. Um so I'm stuck with it, I feel, until then. <laughs> So, but maybe I'll maybe I'll just get really good at like customizing my own controller, and then that's how I'll make money now that I'm no longer a student and just regular unemployed. So, cool. you can look <laughs> at some Monster like Hunter sweet third party controllers. Mad Cats are they back? They went bankrupt. But I don't are they know. Back? I remember we saw some sweet controllers at PAX, and I really wanted them, but they were really There's expensive. But they might there. be worth it. I'll go look at it again. I mean, if you can't play at all because your hands can't handle that there's got to be something out there to yeah. like adapt it so that you can shame was saying to ask kenny but i feel like an asshole like- asking kenny because like i don't i don't know <laughs> i just do like am i just oh yeah, just like, like, I, check just, your like, I feel like there's you know there's <laughs> tiers of being disabled and i am not at the top tier of being disabled i feel like kind of an asshole being like i need help with this but i need help <laughs> Hey, remember? I feel like if you're not able to yeah. do something, then it's fair to ask for someone uh, to help I've you figure been, out I've how to do it. I've had array for, um, I think, almost eight years now or nine years now, and I am just now getting comfortable asking for people to ask, help me like open up a bottle when I can't open up a bottle. So, but that's me. So we'll see how things. Yeah, yeah I asked for help now. Good on you. I can't open this. It's really fun. <laughs> Remember that kid who was like a pro Chun Li player who had no use of his hands, so he would like mash the buttons with his face. No. And he was like, he was like a pro player. Fuck. See, and now I feel like a whiner. Like, why can't I just play <laughs> Monster Hunter with my face? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a new strategy you could just, try. Just try just mashing it. I don't know. Well, f- I'll figure something out. Make it work. Uh, have you been playing anything else? No, that's it. That's it. I'm up for I'm up for uh, more mobile game suggestions because that's what I'm going to have for the next like two weeks is just my phone and my my baby laptop. Fire I Emblem. I do have Papers Please on here. I can't get Fire Emblem do, on my phone. Do it again. Try it again. Try Fortnite. 
No, it's not on Ooh. Android right now. It's oh, not dang. on Android, but I, just I was iOS. looking into it because I really wanted to try. Uh, PUBG, though, is you can get PUBG on Android now. I might do that. It might only be in Canada right now, though. It might be a soft launch, but I mm. think I'm also wrong, and I think it's gone worldwide now. I, I'll look into it. Maybe just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Derek, what have you been playing? Oh, thanks for <laughs> not being Shane and forgetting about me. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so... Classic, you know, I used to just play different games every week for like an hour, but uh, Witcher 3 still got my attention. Uh, I think I'm wrapping, I think I'm getting close to wrapping up the main story, um, just kind of based on the fact that I'm kind of off of the main maps and off of the main continents. I'm kind of at the Witcher Castle area now, and the quests seem like they're building up to some sort of epic finale. Is the epic finale finding Soul Calibur? (laughs) (laughs) It could be. Uh, Yeah, maybe they'll like release a patch to like tie that in or something like that. Um, yeah, it's like, I'm very, like, I haven't played in a while because then another game came out that I've been putting more time into, but, um, like I played earlier in the week and it's exciting because I feel like this, I've loved this story and this journey so far and I want to see how it ends, but I also don't want it to end because I feel like for, for instance, a few weeks ago we talked about, you know, what games kind of ruined other games for you. And I feel like it'll be a long time before a get as attached to a game as I have this game. And I feel like the last game that that really probably happened for to this level was Fallout 3 in probably like 2010 or 2011 when I finally like, you know, played it for the second or third time in terms of like the first couple times I played it, dropped out of it after a few hours. It just didn't really click with me. And then that third time, um, you know, it it like I, I ripped right through it because it was it just enamored me so much. Um, and I don't know that that's really happened with another game until now and until The Witcher. And there's definitely been games I've been into and, and have played all the way through and everything like that. But um, this is another level. So, um, you know, I mean, it's it's it gives me some solace to know that even when I finish the main story, there's still like 30 plus hours of DLC left to play. So that is great. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll, I might finish it this week. I might finish it next week. But there's another game that has been taking some of that time away from The Witcher 3. Uh, Tuesday saw the release of Sea of Thieves, which I have talked about on the podcast before after playing some time with the uh, the betas that, that were going on. Um, bit of a rough launch. Bit of a rough launch. They uh, A couple weeks prior to launch and a couple weeks prior to that, they had scale tests, actually, where they opened it up to everybody. Just download it, play it. Like, let's see how much your servers can handle. Um they actually revealed after that that the on, on on launch day basically they had four times four to five times as many people trying to sign on as as were in the peak of the scale tests. So uh, servers broke, game went down. Um, I got off work the the night that it came out and tried to play and spent a couple hours you know getting failed to fail to sign in screens and stuff like that because the servers were so overloaded. Um, so that was unfortunate. Eventually got in, played with some friends for a couple hours. Uh, you know, had had a good time. I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. It, it's very much like it, it, it's a, it's an interesting game looking at the perspective of of the internet because it seems like it's people are either absolutely loving it or they're like calling it the next No Man's Sky type thing in terms <laughs> of of <laughs> which is it would yeah 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 and it's very interesting because it's something where you know I feel like Rare has it's a very different 
type of game and it's something where no man's sky kind of promised all of this stuff that just wasn't there where i feel like rare has been very transparent about the experience this entire time and and offered you know people have been playing this game for a long time because of the alpha testers and then the numerous betas and stuff that have been happening and everything like that and um I don't know. I'm I'm loving it so far through my time with the betas and through my time with the full release. It's been it's been so much fun, and I don't I don't recall the last time I had this much fun playing a multiplayer game. Um, I've loved as well the play anywhere aspect of the title. So when you get if you get one version of the game like PC or Xbox, you also get the other version of the game for free. So that's been cool. So like after I finished playing with friends the other day. Um, you know, Michaela and I played together for like an hour as well. So I installed the game on my laptop. Um, didn't think it would run at all because my laptop's like six years old, but it actually ran. Uh, it ran okay. It, I get a good 30 to 40 frames per second on a mix of like, <laughs> on a mix of minimum to very low settings. And so it's a different experience because I'll look over at the Xbox One which is in like 4K and absolutely stunning. And like, it looks like something out of a, like a lost Pixar movie. It's so gorgeous. Um, and then I'll look on my screen and it looks like an early PS3 game. Uh, but I think the testament there is that it's not, I'm not just enjoying it because it's pretty because a lot of the time I've been playing has been on a screen where it looks terrible and I'm still having fun. So, uh, so, so that's it. That it's interesting. I'm into it. Um, there's a lot of aspects I love. There's some aspects I don't love. By the time that this episode releases, there should actually be a full review of the game on Geekscape.net, um, which I'm excited for. I've I've been out of the review game for a while, and this is one kind of as I was playing the betas was like I'd like to write about this one, and and so I think it's a good game to jump back into that with. So I've been working on that this week. Um, so it also led to my I sorry. Go ahead. Went to the store got this game because I heard you talking about it when I was tidling, and it's fun, and I'm interested in it. And I couldn't find it for PC when I went to the store. So you said if I if I got the Xbox version, I get I also get it on the computer. Yeah, mm. yeah. You have to. It's it's on digital purchases only. But also, it's also something where I don't know if you remember, but we talked about it. I wrote about it. Uh, about a month, month and a half ago, Microsoft also announced that all Microsoft Studios published games uh, would hit be hitting Microsoft's Game Pass service on the day that they come out. Actually, so it's also something where, as much as I love the game, like I'm I'm. I'm kind of a fan of services, you know, rather than buying stuff, I'd rather pay a little bit of money and get a bunch of shit that I'm never going to use. Um, <laughs> that a and full price game passes that you're never going to use. Yeah. You know, exactly. It's, if I can save a little bit of money, I'm not going to use it anyway. So, but in this case, uh, game pass is, you know, right at, right on, you know, and it probably led to a lot of those server issues, but right on Tuesday when the game launched, if you had, if you are a game pass subscriber, you get to play sea of thieves on the game pass. Uh, in two months when State of Decay 2 comes out, you'll get to play that on the Game Pass on day one. Um, So there's a bunch of titles that are on Game Pass that are Play Anywhere. So the, like, I I mean, just in terms of saving money and still getting the same experience, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like for, you know, regardless of the perception of the game and the content in the game, it's something where I would not spend that $60 US or like $100 Canadian on it because you could spend $10 a month and get that game plus a hundred other games. And uh, I have a question. Yeah. Um, if she's playing on PC though, is there any point in have, isn't that an Xbox thing that game pass business? Uh, but any of the play anywhere titles also function on it. So you won't have a huge selection of games, 
but you can get like a 14 or a 30 potentially day free trial and play the game and see if you like it mm-hmm. and then either choose to buy it for whatever the full cost is or just keep keep on that game pass for the month or two months that you might play the game um, and go from there. Rare is also there. Um, they're building up the game as like, you know, this is kind of the beginning. Like they spent three years developing the game, building this world, building this foundation. And, and they have, they haven't detailed much, but they do note that they have, you know, they see this as a five to 10 year project where the, the world and what you do and what, what it means will all evolve over time. So I mean, I've been having a blast with it so far. I can't wait to see what is added and what they kind of evolve it into. Um, but yeah, I can definitely, just because of the, it's it's like beautiful and it's fun and it can be challenging, but it's also it also feels casual in a lot of ways. It feels like I, 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 you're not, you don't fall behind in terms of you can't play with your friends now because you didn't play for two weeks type thing. Like they've, they've made some decisions based around that that some people will really dislike it's what is going to keep me coming back to the game though because i can you know i can play with my friends that play every day um even though i won't type thing and that's something that a lot of games like forget i feel like and a lot of games if you you know they play one more session than you it's almost not fun for you guys to play together for what you know for they're now way stronger than you you play with them and it's too challenging for you or they play with you and everything's really overpowered you're really overpowered and ripping through everything type thing um so yeah i've i've really been enjoying it i can't wait to play it some more um hopefully like they have some patches coming out they've got some going on tomorrow morning like yeah a so hours. they so and, and and again part of what i really liked is kind of their transparency through the whole thing so they actually i think it was just under 48 hours from when it launched in the first country but they they threw up like a youtube video and it was two of the main directors or developers of the title and they looked beat to shit and tired as hell because they probably hadn't slept but they were kind of it was like a 10 minute video where they were it was basically them having having a conversation with each other but also detailing here's what we've come into here's the problems that we've had and here are our plans to tackle them um here's what our you know here's when we're looking for our first patch and what it, what it'll contain and stuff like that so stuff like that I, I feel like has been really really neat because every step along the way they've you know even in the months leading up to the game there'd be you know trailers and these in insightful videos and everything like that and um you're waving your hand what's up oh i wasn't waving my hand but i did want to say yeah um i felt like that video that you're talking about where they were talking about the problems that they were having and stuff it felt very genuine and they weren't like trying to come up with excuses (laughs) but they were like genuinely explaining um, what was happening and what the game plan was to fix those things. And that just seemed so very different than how everything went down with No Man's Sky. So I really appreciated that, even though I'm like not really playing either of those games. Yeah, they went they <laughs> went the complete opposite route of just shutting off their Twitter account. Like- totally, yeah. <laughs> they like took ownership and like looked like a bag of shit and were like, oh, we're so sorry, like... We're so glad everyone's playing this and enjoying it. And here's how we're going to try and make this all better. Mm. Uh, and yeah, and I, uh, there's a couple of instruments in the game. Cause you can like play instruments and stuff too. And like the music of this like weird instrument that I've never heard of called the hurdy gurdy, uh, which is like a pirate thing. Apparently like pirates. Love I thought it was shit. a video game. Uh, hurdy gurdy. Her- yeah. Oh. I think it's a video game as well. It's a game where you like, we're hurting stuff. That's literally what? a game about hurting. 
<laughs> yes, yes, you're right. It was like a PS2 game or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, it's also an instrument, in, and in this case, it is an instrument and not hurting So they stuff. named an instrument uh, after the game? No. <laughs> Isn't it like a super old instrument yes. from like medieval from pi- from times pirate or times? Something? I would imagine all the way, all the way back to don't all the way know. back to 2001 on the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's been around since like the ninth century. So there you go. It's a long. It's a while ago. It's a lot Just, of stuff. Um, it also the this game also led to my first experience with Microsoft support or Xbox support <laughs> and. Uh, not the game itself, but they did you call uh, them back on the? No, it was I. I tweeted at them. Um, Derek doesn't like to call people. Oh yeah, if uh, I, I don't talk to you people, should next time you need to call to. Microsoft support because I I haven't called them in a long time. But they used to have this most like fellow kids <laughs> recording when you would call. They would be like they were like, hey, thanks for calling Xbox customer support. <laughs> it was so late. Uh. That sounds great. Maybe I will call them next time. But I'll hang out before I get to a real person. I just want to hear that, though. <laughs> um, but they So on the 10th of March, and I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but they or a couple weeks ago, but they had a they relaunched Inside Xbox, um, which is going to be a monthly show, a couple hours long, kind of talking about what's new with Xbox, what's new in, with the games coming out. First episode, I was off that day, so I watched the whole thing live. Um, it was really enjoyable. It was a lot of Sea of Thieves, of course, because they're building up to this big launch. Um, but they have been doing this interesting thing where when Microsoft hosts live streams, so they did it last year, starting with E3, I believe, on Mixer, which is their kind of use this instead of Twitch, but we won't, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Weren't they would, giving but, away free games um, last year if you were on it and, and yeah, no one so, was on it? So for E3, like, so they no do, one was on it they, yeah, they do these things called like a mix pot. So anyone that is watching live or sometimes watching after the fact but um you'll get something for free so you'll get get this mixed pot reward which could be dlc it could be skins for things uh at their e3 presentation last year i believe it was they ended up giving out a copy of rare replay which is pretty cool um this time around though they detailed it right before the event you were getting some sort of some stuff for uh smite which i don't really know or care about but also this like slick skin for one of the guns in sea of thieves um of course, after the event, people were super pissed because they said there wasn't enough notice Jeez. and they would have watched if they knew they were going to get this thing and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I did watch and then I did not receive the thing. Um, and I kind of wanted it because it looked cool and other people couldn't get it. So that made me want it more. Uh, <laughs> so I t- tweeted at them because I went, you know, I went through the channels <laughs> and it was like, check this, check this, check this, see if it's there. And it wasn't. So I tweeted at them um, and then they said, can you DM us? Uh, with your gamer tag and and what happened and so I sent them a message and then within about an hour that I got before they even tweeted back at me I got a like notification that I had received a couple of messages on Xbox Live um, which were the codes for the DLC so it was something where it was like one of the most painless support experiences I've been through and you know maybe it would have been different if it wasn't just like free DLC that they were giving to all the people that watch these things but um, no it was pretty cool I, I expected to just because I can't imagine there's a way, like, if I didn't receive it, it seems like the system didn't think I watched it. And so I can't imagine there was a way for them to verify that actually I did watch it. So were they just giving me the codes? I could have been full of shit and not actually watched it. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, it was a good experience. Um, yeah. And that's my week. Like, mostly unrelated. But when you're talking about, like, the uh, inside Xbox thing, it made me think about how they did, like, a 
a similar thing, like a Nintendo Direct, essentially, but it was just specifically for Disney Infinity. And they were like, oh, uh, tune in next month. Like, we're going to start doing these every month. Tune in for our next big announcement on the future Disney Infinity. And like a week later, they're like, oh, we're canceling the game. (laughs) (laughs) None of people watch this stream. So clearly they're going to come out with a spider Gwen. man. that's fucking heartbreaking. Oh, that was a because there was images of that figure, too. And it was amazing. Right. Yeah. No, I remember that. Maybe you can find like a prototype or like, something. Like some of those old NES games that show up on eBay 30 years later. There you go. Maybe there's a spider going and figure on eBay oh right God. now. Just waiting for you. Anniversary present. Hey. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that customer support these days is like just twittering at them, like just saying things into the Twitter universe? That doesn't work sometimes, and though. And then they do stuff? Yeah. Like I, it didn't work for me with Best Buy though. They sent me my Xenoblade Chronicles Two um, Collector's Edition, and it showed up like five days late, and the box was ripped. And I tweeted them about it. Oh, it didn't. But that's because Best Buy fucking sucks. The same thing it did to me with my phone. And, yeah, it sucked because I, I tweeted at them explaining the situation. They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Have a good day." And I'm like, "Man, fuck you guys! <laughs> I thought this was supposed to get me free money." <laughs> like. I'm sorry to hear that. I will never think about this again. You need more followers, Josh, and then they'll care. Yeah, I know. And, and not so many bots. And <laughs> Should I ask for some retweets? Yeah, right. Retweet this if you're tired of Best Buy. Like, f- hashtag fuck Best Buy. <laughs> My local Best Buy is in the shopping center right next to a Toys R Us, and I could have threatened to just shop there instead, but that wouldn't have worked anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are they gone now, or is, is Toys R Us Well, their liquidation is supposed to start yesterday, but then they canceled their liquidation, so I don't know what's happening. Oh, my God. What a gone yeah. show. Uh, Michaela, how about you? What's your gaming week been like? I, f- I feel like you've been playing a lot of games. Or Final game. Fantasy Fifteen <laughs> featuring The Sims. Oh, no. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I play Sims every day. I'm just going to move the microphone. No, don't move it. But I can't. Like, get close. <laughs> it's so fucking complicated. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've mostly been playing The Sims. Like, I literally will wake up in the morning and be like, okay, I just need to get them doing something and collect my rewards for waking up in the morning. And then before I go to bed at night, I'm like, okay, I just, uh, I'll be in bed in one minute. I just have to get my Sims doing something so that they're not wasting their time overnight. And it's kind of sad when you say it out loud. But, you know, it's really quite fun. Um, You get to change their outfits every day and you get points for that. So I really quite like that. And they can have different hair all the time. And I just bought this great lipstick the other day. So now they all have bright red lipstick. Yes, Uh, I want to have bright lipstick. Right? They tote should. All the other lipsticks were free. And I was like, well played, Sims. Well played. They know. (laughs) (laughs) and then after i'd played it for like i don't know like 10 hours or something i was like derek is it is it okay now that i put this much time into it if we spend some money on it so i spent like seven of derek's real life dollars and got some uh coins or whatever the currency is but what is that like 50 dollars (laughs) american wouldn't it be like 50 cents american yeah. Something like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's been good. 
Um, I like made them have a baby in the game, and then what? I accidentally turned the baby into a real person. Oh, so no. now I have like two Sims to control, which I was really trying to avoid <laughs> because I just thought it would be too much. But actually, it's great because while you're like doing stuff with one Sim, the other one is like building its energy back, so you can do stuff for even more hours of the day. <laughs> And then, so now there's two Sims living in my house and a baby and a toddler, and it's going to be a shit show real soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. that, that's my life. And also, I feel like we need an update next week. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'm also trying not to fail out of the Emerge program right now. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> there's only a week and a half left, and then I can devote my time to what I really care about, which is Sims and their hairstyle. Hold on, I'm getting direction. Um, So I've also been playing Sea of Thieves. And by been playing, I mean, I played it that one time with Derek. And it was fun. (laughs) And it was really pretty. And I got the big, nice, fancy screen. Um, But I couldn't really tell the difference all that much. But I don't really want to highlight that because I don't want to have to switch to the computer in the future. So we'll just move (laughs) on. Um, but no, it was really, the color of the water is so beautiful. I will play it just for that. Um, but it also seems like it's not so hard that I'm unable to play it, which is good. Um, although I'm sure I've talked about how I have trouble moving two sticks in, in order to like (laughs) actually look and go and do things in the right direction. So there's a lot of like ending up stuck in a corner staring at a fern and not really understanding how to get out of there. Um, But that's okay because, you know, there's somebody else there with you so they can kill the skeletons that are trying to attack you while you're trying to figure out how to walk. Um, But I also... I feel like Mika and I are on the same level gaming-wise. I feel like we played another one of us would get mad at each other and we just laugh a lot. Or we would both just die really quickly. That I mean, that too, yeah. (laughs) But that would be fun. I feel like I need to... I feel like I need to play Sea of Thieves with you guys to see if it's fu- if it's more fun playing with people you know. Like, I don't know if I said this last year, but we, I played it at E3. It was, like, with Adam and, like, two strangers. And I I don't even know if it was because of the game or if I was just really tired that day. But I literally fell asleep standing up playing <laughs> it at E3, like, surrounded by noise. And, like, I completely blanked out. Like, my eyes closed and I would... I literally fell asleep standing up playing the game in front of the developer. I felt like such an asshole. That's amazing that you could even do that. I didn't know that human beings could do that. I didn't either until I played Sea of Thieves. Um, I can't imagine playing it with people that you didn't know. Like, it seems like half the fun is the fact that you're like joking around and, and making plans. And like, if you didn't feel comfortable to communicate with somebody to make a plan about how to get there and like who was going to take what job and, you know, to be able to say, no, I want it to be my turn to do this thing. Or, you know, like, oh, you take this crate and I'll kill this skeleton or whatever it is. I can't imagine having to like actually talk to strangers to do those things. (laughs) Also. Yeah. And none of us knew what we were doing either. So we were kind of just running in circles, drowning. And like one guy would jump in the ocean. The other guy would like, dig for treasure that someone else like i was just completely lost i felt you were just sleeping in the corner so yeah (laughs) uh you should totally play with us sometime that'd be great yeah that would give me an excuse to sign up for the game pass thing yes uh and try it i totally agree with what mikhail's saying too that like i'm having so much fun with the game but i'm 
a lot of that fun is because I'm playing the game with people that I do know. Like I, I generally don't, I don't play a lot of online multiplayer just, I mean, for whatever reason, but I don't typically enjoy it. And this is kind of an exception for that. And that doesn't happen very often, but um, it's, it's a game. Like I just wouldn't play it unless I'm playing with people that I know. Like I would either try to play solo, which is quite hard. uh, Or I would be, you know, trying to get somebody that I know in real life uh, online to play it with me because that is where a lot of that fun comes from is you just you, you'll be more outgoing or you'll do some you'll you know you'll try harder or be sillier or whatever because you have that extra level of comfort with people uh yeah and you can dance and play music together you're not going to do that with strangers strangers aren't into that i heard you could throw your vomit at people what no, no way yeah and it what? like because you can you can drink like pirates do and if you drink enough you'll vomit but then you can pick up that vomit in a bucket uh, and then like throw it at people and it like blocks their vision. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> it's game of the year. Speaking of vomit, I had to stop playing the like other day when we tried to play it again. Um, I literally could play for about 15 minutes. And then I don't know what happened, but I was like, I need to she stop. Seasick right that water now. was so realistic. Like I literally <laughs> like, thought I was going to hurl on Derek. Do you get seasick? Uh, sometimes I get car sick sometimes uh-huh. and I have gotten seasick before, but I think, and I've actually noticed with some games where I have to like use both sticks and control where I'm looking and also shoot things. Um, I've gotten, I think it's when they're first person. Mm. Cause I was trying to figure out like why with Fortnite I have not had that issue. Um, but I think that's like a third person game. So there's not as much of the like up and down wobbliness. Mm -hmm. And, and so this like, but I don't know why the first time we played it, no problem. And then I did start off that round by making my character go get a drink, which meant that he was like stumbling all over the place and then got on a boat where the water was like up and down. And then also I was trying to move around. So I just got to, play it cool and then maybe it'll be okay really? i don't know why but video game water terrifies me really yeah i don't i mean not like not to the point where i can't play but i would feel like really uncomfortable playing echo the dolphin or like falling in the water on wave race 64 i would just feel weird are you scared of real water like being on the no. ocean i'm afraid of video game things more than i am in real life like <laughs> i couldn't play red i couldn't play red dead redemption because the skinned animals look disgusting to me <laughs> and like I was like one trophy away from getting the platinum trophy on Danganronpa, like the action spinoff. But there was this attack that one of the enemies used where it blocked your screen by throwing trash at you. And it had like a half eaten <laughs> fish carcass in the, tr- in the garbage. And I just couldn't play <laughs> it. So I money. just never got the platinum. <laughs> and like, um, what was it? Resident Evil. For whatever reason, like the faker it looks, the more it scares me. Like Resident Evil 1 on PlayStation 1, like, the part where you drain the f- shark tank and the sharks Aww. start like f- uh, flopping like fish out of water for whatever reason that scared me enough to where I never played past it. But on the GameCube remake where it looked all super realistic, I was like, all right, I just played <laughs> through it, whatever. Wait, why did you do that to the poor sharks? <laughs> you have to, you can't why? progress without it. Cause there's a key in the water that you can't get without draining it. But then the sharks are trying to eat you when the water's up. But then when you drain the water, it's like a, s- jump scare that when you run past them they start flopping poor sharks yeah my good thing they're fake you could uh you could play you could relive that with the xbox game pass because both resident evil and resident evil zero are a part of it 
I never finished Resident Evil like Zero either. Things. That game was kind of. I don't like jump scares. They are not my favorite thing. But also, Sea of Thieves That's is on there, true. which you're both going to get. So you know you'll have it anyways if you want to. Yeah, there you go. Well, I was thinking if I get it. So if I buy the Xbox game, even though I don't have an Xbox, I can have it on my computer. And then if I don't like it or want to get rid of it, I can just take the game back to GameStop. No, it's got to be a digital purchase. Oh, yeah, the game has like the crossplay with the PC is only digital. Oh, well, then never mind. Then I'll just play it on my my computer. I wonder if my laptop can play it. Uh, my my I mean, six year old MacBook can I have play a, it, so probably I have a baby computer. You should buy it. You should buy it digitally on Xbox because then you'll get it for PC uh, anyway, ha- and that way you'll have both versions, even if you don't have an Xbox. Whereas I think if you buy the PC version, it's just the PC version, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Or just get the Game Pass free trial and try it out. I'll do that. I like free. Free's good. Free is a good amount. Free is my favorite amount, um, unless that's what you want of free, to do. Because I don't do shit for free, except for this. Speaking of free, a uh, little bit of news. Uh, IO Interactive is currently giving away uh, the Sapienza map for Hitman. Um, they've released a spring pack, which includes episode two of the game, uh, as well as a bunch of like challenge levels and stuff like that. Um, but that's pretty cool. Hit. I haven't played much of Hitman, but they gave away a like the Paris level back in December, um, and I played through it a little bit, and it seems super cool and also much more approachable, I think, than the last few Hitman games. Um, but yeah, now there's another episode for free, but it is only free until April 3rd, So, um, I, and it's free across all platforms, so PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Just search for the Hitman Spring Pack, and uh, you can get a bunch of sweet gaming for zero money. I had no idea there was a new Hitman. Like the Hitman from last year? Yeah. Oh, you did not know that existed? Wow. Nope. <laughs> I think it got a ton of butt input. Or was it two years ago? I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's super good. It's gorgeous. And the the maps are like massive. Um, and you could try some of it for free, Josh. Just uh, give it a download. Yeah, alongside the Sea of Thieves. Just play everything for free. Everything's free with subscription. Is there any other news that we've Speaking would like of to also touch on? free, uh, sort of. Uh, uh, fan, game cannot wait to play it. Came out this week called A Way Out. Um, it's like a prison co op only, split screen or online, uh, like prison escape story. It's like six to eight hours. Um, it's by the, I think I just talked about it last week as well, but it's by the guy that, uh, or by the folks that made Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which was a phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal experience on whatever platform you chose to play it on but uh a way out it's like 30 bucks for this like six to eight hour experience which i've been reading a lot of really good things about um it looks looks like the way it handles the split screen and stuff is very interesting as well because it'll kind of shrink or grow whatever portion of the screen based on kind of where the focus lies but you want to play with a friend online you only need one copy of it so one of you purchases the game you can get like a token that lets you invite someone else to play it with you, actually. Um, I'm not sure if it's just like, like for instance, they download kind of a trial, like they, they download like a free trial app and your invite is what kind of unlocks it for them to be able to play the whole thing. And they can only play it with you because they didn't pay for it. Um, so it, 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 I don't know, that seems super cool. kind of reminds me of the, like in Mario Kart DS and stuff, they had like the download play where... Um, you can play, you know, you could play with your friends even if they don't have the game, but only with you basically at that point because it's like giving them a copy while you're with them type thing. 
kind of seems the same thing. Um, but it's called a friend pass. Super cool. I'd love to see more games kind of do something like that. Um, they did post kind of a video explaining it a little bit on Twitter, uh, but I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's cool whether it's one player or like whether it's one or multiples. Um, I don't know. I could see it being multiples just like, you know, take that token back once, uh, once you're done playing with them. But, um, and it's cool that it's, for instance, it's the same experience, whether you're playing local split screen or online, like even if you're playing online, you're still looking at that split screen perspective and everything like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, the game itself though looks phenomenal and, uh, Oh, I want to pick it up. Uh, I'd love to play through that. Totally. Yeah. Well, and it's like a, it's like a very supposed to be like quite a linear story based experience as well, which is like, you know, and it's length six to eight hours there. That's the perfect length for a game for me. Um, cause it means that I will actually, you know, be able to play and finish it without too much trouble. Michaela will play with me maybe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It looks really interesting. I like the split. Sorry. I like the split screen idea of it. And it seems like depending on the player that you are, you like have different, there's like different storylines and stuff. So you kind of get to see what's going on for both of them. seems pretty cool. Not as cool as The Sims right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not playing The Sims right now. There are worse things for you doing on a gaming podcast. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Just saying. They've happened on this show. (laughs) Uh, Is there any other news we want to cover? Uh, I think that's it. The only thing I could think of is that they announced that Smash Brothers is going to be playable in Mm. tournament form at E3, like, just prior to E3, they're going to have like a full Smash tournament uh, with the new Switch game. So I'm guessing that's going to be the first time we see it in action, like right before E3. That sounds cool. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, by then, we should know a lot more about what the de- what the deal is with this game and hopefully or, a few of the new characters. And Or we won't. They won't say anything. And then yeah. these bastards will just get to play it. And It'll they'll just finally be... reveal some stuff at E3. It'll just be Smash 64. That's what all the purists want, don't they? No, they want the GameCube one. Uh, so let's just make, let's just give nobody what they want. Just buy prod. What is the what is the like modded one? Is it Project M or something? Yeah, Project M. Just have them play Project. Just M. release Project M. Yeah, they'll just come out. They'll just sell a collection of all of their fan games that they sent cease and desists to, <laughs> and just sell it as a package. Uh. It'll be Wario All Stars. Just be a bunch of bootleg games. Uh, do we want to talk about mission objectives? Always. Okay, so I remember the order that we do this in. Uh, was there a mission objective last week? Uh, we can just move on to this week. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. So this week's mission objective is the year is one quarter over. What's the most fun you've had playing? Nope. What's the most fun you've had gaming in 2018 so far? Dun, dun, dun. And our first answering person is Courtney. Ah, fuck. Um, I don't know. I haven't had like a game or a moment where I've been like, this is the most fun I've had in so long and I'm so happy I'm playing games right now. But I think mostly... It, for 2018, so it's only got to be the most fun you've had in three months. I can't, like, I don't, <laughs> everything's been so mediocre though. I don't know. It's just real sad. Well, I know. That's, well, that's what depressing. What about what about working towards getting the Ryu costume with me on Monster Hunter? That was pretty fun. Yeah, that was fun. Everyone's playing Monster Hunter but me. That's my most disappointing 
gaming moment of 2018 is not playing Monster Hunter yet. Mine was when you sold Overwatch. That was 2017, <laughs> so can't oh. tell you about that. <laughs> it's so disappointing. It carried over. <laughs> um, no, that was pretty fun. No, I just feel like I feel like the only thing is when I play games like that is I feel pressured to do well, and it makes it hard for me to enjoy it. I, I worry so much about fucking up that I don't. I get just stressed out about being bad. We should definitely play games together, Courtney. Let's do it. Mika and I, we'll have Mika and Courtney night. We'll stream it. People can laugh at how bad we are and we'll just flip them off quietly. (laughs) (laughs) Or loudly. Or loudly. (laughs) Either one. No, I think part of it, though, is just because, like, this was my last – I spent the whole quarter of this year as the last quarter of school and, like, obsessing about finishing. And now that I'm finished, uh, maybe I can obsess about playing games again. Since maybe 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 that should come after finding a job but i feel like it's not going to so <sighs> no you don't need you know. a job your job could be editing the geekscape games podcast yeah <laughs> pro bono uh yeah <laughs> have a job where we don't pay you don't worry about your bills though yeah they'll still be there when you uh you know they'll oh, still be they'll there they'll never go away they're not going okay. there. they'll be waiting for you <laughs> can i get insurance though no wait i live in america <laughs> <laughs> So mad, so mad. Oh well. Uh, who's next? Josh. Um, I also don't have a particular one that like stands out super big or anything, but it'll be like a mix of things. Dragon Ball Fighters was one of my most anticipated games of the year, and uh, playing that was a lot of fun. Discovering all that special animations and stuff, but um, jumping back into Fire Emblem, like I talked about earlier, is probably up there, but. Overall, I think the most fun I've had with any game is going into Overwatch's arcade mode, and when my team sucks, I'll just jump off the stage and die to sabotage them, because I get so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll pick Winston, and then I'll just say, I'll just spam hello, and then just leap off the stage. That's better than quitting, because if you quit, someone might take your spot, and then they'll still have three people. Yeah, that's true. Just... So. I was getting so fucking. Just sit there. Just sit there in a mode. I was dance. getting so fucking mad. I was like, I was like, all right. I have an hour. I have an hour before I have to go into work, and I just need one win so I can get my win of the day XP bonus. And then I was like, fifty minutes in, and like I still hadn't won a fucking match. And I was getting so angry that I just started jumping off the stage whenever we would lose two <laughs> rounds in a row on the elimination. I would just be like, you know, fuck you guys. I'm just jumping off the stage and then just jumping into another match. I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's terrible. But it was also fun. The most fun God. I've had in 2018. <laughs> That's not saying much for 2018, is it? <laughs> not really. Come on, Derek. Bring it home. Uh, well, I don't think we've talked about Sea of Thieves enough today. So I thought about it a lot. I mean, I've only played a few games so far this year. Um, the Witcher 3 has been taking a lot of my time. Uh I don't remember what else. Are you going to put Sea of Thieves before The Witcher 3? Well, like, the most, when I think about the most fun moment that I've had playing a game so far this year, like, like, Witcher 3 is the best game I've played maybe ever, but Sea of Thieves, uh, there was a moment a few nights ago, for instance, maybe it just feels the best because it's so fresh in my memory, but um, myself and two of my friends were... uh, you know, sailing the seas, had some chests and stuff in the uh, ship. Um, we came across another ship, and we were not going to attack unless provoked. 
just because we kind of wanted to get that treasure back uh, to the outpost so that we could cash it in and, and get some gold. Um, other ship decided to fire upon us, so we fired back. Uh, it led to a pretty cool... It was a pretty cool battle. The PvP stuff with the ships is super fun uh, in Sea of Thieves, but it just kind of was... It, it ended up super interesting because we got to a point where kind of both of our ships were sinking faster than we could repair them. Um, so I decided to... I jumped ship and I climbed up onto their ship so that I could kill a couple people um, that didn't know I was there basically because they were still focusing on loading the cannons and shooting it at our ship before, you know, for the, as, as long as they could basically. So, um, so it was neat kind of, it added this kind of stealth element to try to get to them unnoticed uh, so that I could kind of take them down uh, just without them seeing me. But then we got to a point where both of our ships are in the water. Um, we're kind of just in the middle of the ocean, but then there's kind of a few rocks kind of in the area and so all of a sudden I see a couple of them in the water and my other, the rest of my party, I think was dead. I was the only one left alive on my team. Um, I'm start swimming to this rock because the, I, there's also sharks in the water and there's now sharks chasing me and the shark like grabs me and does a bunch of damage. And I'm like going to die. I'm about to die and finally jump up onto this rock and I can still see the other two guys from the other crew swimming around in the water. They're trying to kind of swim up to this rock as well. Um, now that I'm out of the water, the shark sharks go for them and <laughs> I kind of just watch, uh, like the, one of them dies and then the other one is kind of getting eaten. Um, he is swimming as fast as he can to get to this rock that I'm standing on. I don't know if he knew I was there cause he was kind of underwater, but then right before he gets to the point where he surfaced, I just shot him and he died as well. Um, <laughs> and then I thought that I was safe at that point, you know? Uh, I was kind of coordinating with my crew to uh, come find me, basically, because they would have spawned elsewhere, would have been able to get a new ship and, and kind of come and find me. But in the in the meantime, I didn't know that there was still another member of the other crew alive. Oh, no. And so while I was watching while I was watching the shark eat this other crew member and while I was waiting for the other guy to just get to the brink of getting onto this rock so I could shoot him. Um, right after that happened, turns out he like popped up behind me and he killed me and stabbed me in the back. And Aww. it was just like a hilarious few moments. And I don't know. I haven't, I feel like I, because I don't play a lot of multiplayer games or like, the, I feel like the last multiplayer game I really got into was like call of duty four, which was out when I was like in high school, which is like, I just got invited to my, my 10 year reunion. So, um, so that was a long time ago. Uh, so aside from like toying with a few MMOs here and there and stuff like that, like I've not really been into many more multiplayer games. So I don't get a lot of those moments that those moments felt amazing. And there's been a few other similar moments like that in Sea of Thieves so far, but that's been the one that's really stood out at this point. Um, and it's moments like that. I think that are going to keep me coming back to the game as well. Cause that was just like, it was just so silly and it was so fun. And, and <laughs> um, you know, they, our crew was laughing. The other crew is probably swearing, but you know, I had a good time. So, uh, and kudos on that guy for sneaking up on me. Basically. <laughs> that sounds really cool. Actually. <laughs> that does sound pretty fun. Well, and that's like, it's interesting cause they, they've been focusing so much on like when they talk about the game and, and cause the game doesn't really have a story. There's kind of some lore and stuff like that. But, um, you know, they talk about like, like making your own story and making your own tales and stuff like that. And, um, and I, I kind of, ch- I was like, oh, that's just marketing bullshit. And it probably is. But at the same time, I feel like these 
like these things that we've done so far and these memories that we've made so far, I will remember far better than I would remember whatever plot they would have put in there anyways. So, um, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't know. I've been really enjoying it so far. You're making your own stories. Right. It's great. Right. How about you? Um, I fucking won Fortnite twice. I won something twice. What? Right. So I think that's my highlight of the year. I have no idea why I love Fortnite so much, but I do. <laughs> um, and I I won twice. So that was pretty exciting. And uh, I'm going to hold on to that real tight. And that's definitely my highlight. Although we'll see how it goes with all these like Sims and their haircuts and their babies. <laughs> yeah. Red lipstick doesn't win out. Exactly. We'll see. <laughs> Um, any around the site stuff that we need to know? You're going to be keeping uh, an look eye for out that for review of Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, it should be out by the time this podcast is. Hopefully, yeah. I'm still planning on writing that AJ Lee article someday soon, one day. But right. until then, listen to the Jessica Jones episode of the main podcast because I really enjoyed the second season. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, nice. I haven't watched it yet either. I'm a little behind. It's on the list. You just made the list. <laughs> Shit. I've been watching that Frankenstein Chronicles with Sean Bean. The what? So you know what happens to him. The what Chronicles? Frankenstein. Oh, that looks interesting. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's very period. And it's got Sean Bean. Is it like Bean. scary? Because I, I heard you don't like scary things. It's it's kind of scary, but I can handle it. It's too much. Can't handle it. Can't take it's it. It's not too much. I can't handle it. It's done in like a... so. Just wait till that next episode. <laughs> I'm on the second season. So... um. Oh. Like, for some weird reason, like, I'm not afraid. Like, true crime and I get along just fine. Like, I've only ever watched one episode of a true crime drama that I had to turn off because it was too much. And that was just because it was really fucked up. Um, And I can handle that. But I can't handle scary movies. I think the only scary movie that I sat through and wasn't, like, breaking down crying because I was so freaked out was Texas, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre from, like, 2000. I don't know. It was in the later 2000s, earlier, and uh, that's that's the only scary movie I've ever sat through. You're kind of like Josh. How if the realer it is, the more you can handle it. But if it's fake, I, I think it's because it was. Tr- yeah, I think it's because it was true. If it's true crime e, or there's like a like a crime solving aspect to it, then I can usually get I, through it. I think it I still okay. think that you should watch the new It. It's, it's kind of like really a true that story. No, no, it's based on a no, true story. I don't like, I don't like clowns. And I don't like, like clowns are an automatic no thank you. But he's not really a clown. So, but he looks like one. And I'm here in this room by myself, so we're not going to talk about it anymore. But these like the a, kids have to like. Very no, scary. We're not talking. Can't about do it. it clowns are bad. I need to send you the picture that <laughs> I saw. Herself. The realistic looking it. Like eating a kid. Like it was no. a rope. Oh, a I saw that today. It was like a bit. Was it like a? That freaked the fuck out of me. I got really upset because I thought that kid was alive. I, that was way scarier than the movie. Oh, you should I watch the movie. No, I couldn't handle that gif. I, I saw that I like tapped I on it by it. accident and then saw that the kid was real. And then I saw the kid wasn't real. And I was like, fuck this. And I tapped out. <laughs> I mean, I hope the kid wasn't real. I thought it was. Like, it was the, like missing an arm. For the like, first split second, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck did they do that baby? And then I realized it was fake. And then I got really upset. And then I just tapped out. And then I looked at kittens and baby sloths. You watch people. You Great watch strategy. people stepping on kittens. No, who would do that? You don't remember those videos? No, I never saw them. I don't want to know about them. That's fucking awful. Like back on the early, uh, is it like, like the earlier days of the internet? There was like 
Yeah, where people would just like step through kitten skulls with high heel shoes. Oh, that's really fucked. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's awful. Those people are terrible. Why would you do that? Josh, I got yeah. upset about fake sharks being, what do you call them? Beached. I thought the more real it was, no, the less you were worried about No, if it's animals. It. <laughs> you can't get <laughs> more real upsetting. than high heels No, true crime, that, like with scary movies, like true crime and I don't get along. It's fucked. You're right. That it is, is a true, true crime, crime right there. It's, as bad as, it's truly Jesus criminal. Christ. It's about as true as you could get. Shit. <laughs> true crime streets of LA yeah, right there. Remember, remember like arresting old ladies and frisking them and they'd have drugs what on them? What the fuck? <laughs> Like on that game, since you were, it was like a Grand Theft Auto game, but you were a cop and you could just arrest random pedestrians and you would like, arre- you would handcuff them and then search them after they were handcuffed and they would just randomly, it would just be randomly generated whether or not they'd have drugs or whatever and you would get a little bit of like. like grandma has a little bit of weed, or like grandma's got like an eight ball. <laughs> I don't know, you would just pull, you, you would pull like a baggie oh, of white powder out great. of your pocket and if they did have drugs, they would just leave them handcuffed on the pavement and you just fuck? go on with your day. But then you do, you do go to hell in the end. So. I never finished it, but that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it's not actually. It's how Nana Spoiler. makes her cookies taste so good. She just puts crack straight in them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's uh, like, I never finished that game, but I'm way past the statute of limitations about worrying about spoilers. So There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stuck it up on YouTube. For some reason, you actually go to hell, and I can't remember it's not why. Like, and you have to, like, fight, you have to, like, fight demons and stuff. It's not like... Uh, Saints that's Row, not, where it's like that's weird for a cop game. Yeah, remember how Saints Row went off the rails and the sequels became more and more silly. And in the last one, it's like one of the DLC expansions was in hell, and you had to fight Satan to come back to life. <laughs> no, so yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm glad we brought it back around to games there because I think it's time for us to wrap up. Yes. What do we say? Yes. yes, yes, okay. So, um Thanks for listening to the Geekscape Games podcast on the geekscape.network. Listen next week for whatever the next episode ends up being about. Hopefully games. And uh, (laughs) hopefully if you want to holler at any of us, uh, Courtney's accessing of social media is. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at akgeekygirl. And everywhere else, I should be Geeky Girl AK. If you can't find me, DM me on Twitter. No one ever does. <laughs> Josh? Uh, I'm at Inu Joshua at just about every social media and game platform. Uh, and I'm at D Cranavelt on Twitter and Captain K17 across gaming platforms. Mystical uh, <laughs> Cooter on uh, Google Play. <laughs> I'm making you something that says that now and you're going to have to wear it. I'm going to make t-shirts and travel Please mugs make it and a t-shirt. Totes. Mystical cooter. <laughs> I will. Anything we can put labels on, we'll do it. Maybe some brass knuckles Fuck that yes. say mystical cooter. That'd be great. <laughs> what was the? What was your Google Play name? Luscious Coder. Luscious Coder. Okay. Luscious. I was pretty close. Like I was like three. I was like maybe like three letters off. You guys could be like a crime fighting duo or Mystical something. Mystical Cooter and Luscious Coder <laughs> team up <laughs> to fuck up true crime and kitten stompers. <laughs> I think we could sell yeah. that. Netflix will I pick up this. anything. They will. I'd watch it. Oh, oh Josh just DM'd me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, also, don't forget you can find us uh, on Facebook, our Facebook group for Geekscape Games Podcast, and we're on Twitter at Geekscape Games 
podcast. Geekscape Games. Yep. And, and on geekscape.net, which we call home <laughs> forever. And uh, I am on all the things at MikaMax309. And you can also see a bunch of my work recently on our Instagram at Geekscape Forever. So give that a follow. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 We are two mariners, our ship's sole survivors in this belly of a whale. It's ribs are ceiling beams, it's guts are carpeting, I guess we have some time to kill. You may not remember me, I was a child of three, and you a lad of eighteen. But I remember you, and I will relate to you, how our history's in a weave. At the time 